I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey y'all, thanks for listening in again. I am a happy girl. (laughs) I am a happy girl. It is like nice and warm outside. There's been blue skies and sunshine. I know, you know, it's going to be raining because it's spring and that's what happens. But it's spring. We are out of winter. Um, I'm looking out my window right now. We've got some like dogwoods and some chickens outside. And I am excited. (laughs) This is, it's very fleshly. But I can see God's blessings, and I just want to say I'm really excited about that. Um, So we just got finished with Discipleship Conference. Um, It got over, I think the last day was Wednesday, and um, it was, oh, it's always such a good time. We're in a fellowship of uh, churches where we, you know, pretty much believe the same things and believe in the preservation of God's Word, um, that it's His holy Word, and um, that He's been able to preserve His Word. And then we also believe in discipleship and uh, just, you know, evangelism and all these things. And so we um, have a, diff- a couple of different conferences throughout the year with all of the churches together. And discipleship's one of them. And um, we have morning sessions and evening sessions. And like I said last week, um, you know, I, I probably say it too much. Uh, but to me, I just believe that if you have an opportunity to praise God's name and to testify what he's done, you should take it and you should do it because he's worthy of the praise. And, you know, I've, I've said already before, but again, I just want to say I'm just so thankful of all that God has done in my marriage and what God has done in me and in my husband. I think sometimes when you're in a hard situation and you feel like somebody's at fault, you don't end up judging yourself as well and looking at yourself as well because you're like well the brunt of the issue is with this person um but also seeing how satan can be using you in this situation because you're not being 100 percent obedient to the lord and you know i with my bitterness and my pride and you know all these things um that i needed to be responsible for and so again, you know, I'm thankful for my pastor that he took God's word and just took time out of his, you know, out of his day to meet with us continually and to show us what God's word said and to kind of lead us um, in that way. And um, and then just that my husband's willingness to do that as well, because you have a lot of people who just are like, yeah, no thanks. And they want to avoid um, any accountability or anything like that and, and avoid working through the hard stuff. And so I'm just really thankful. God's really just been really, I mean, he is really cool, (laughs) but it's neat when you actually do things God's way and you see just how cool he is. And so I just want to encourage you guys, man, um, when you do it God's way, it, it, uh, it's fruitful. And if you have somebody that can counsel you, um, or if you're having marriage issues, that really will take the Word of God and lead you through it. Because um, it's not like I wasn't reading the Word of God before I was. It's just sometimes it takes somebody to help um, walk you through it. So anyway, done with that. So yes, also got to work under my husband during the conference. He was there every morning and every night. That was the first time in many years you know, that we've been 
doing discipleship conferences, the first time that he's been able to and has wanted to made it happen to come um, in the morning sessions and at the evening sessions. And it's made a world of difference because I don't know about you guys, but um, it's just different <laughs> when you're married and you're actually d- able to do something with your spouse um, and and just also, you know, work in a ministry with him and under him, it's like, man, this is exactly like what I was made for. Like, this is exactly how it should be. So I've just been really thankful. Okay, moving on. So yes, conference is over. We did that thing. It was an awesome thing. So this is just kind of like some takeaways um, for me. And it's going to mainly be me just kind of letting you know what the notes say. Um, But I'm going to link the actual sessions the video sessions if y'all want to go if you you know missed it um or you're not a part of uh, my church or the living faith fellowship churches and you want to go and check them out man it, it is so good i think you should so alan shelby he said the greatest relay of god's word is preaching but the greatest relay of god's way is discipleship so i thought that was a really good introduction to just kind of what we're talking about with discipleship. So Troy Stokesdill, Stokesdill, I'm sorry, I probably got his last name wrong. He's a, a pastor up at New Philadelphia in Ohio. But some of some of the notes that I took that stuck with me, so I'm not reading all of it, but just some of it that stuck with me. For me right now, he's talking about the discipler as a counselor. And uh, a lot of times we're just like, oh, that's your business. I don't want to get in your business or I ain't your counselor. You need to go pay somebody for that. But if we are trying to show somebody how to walk with Christ, it does involve counseling and it does involve, you know, their personal life and showing showing them what the word of God says. So the notes that he said um, is the work of counseling involves judging so we know that in this world it's like don't judge me you know I've kind of talked about this in other episodes but his other note said the spiritual Christian is to judge everything according to the word of God and you can't be prideful doing that you know he says uh, maturity in God's word will give you the discernment and confidence to speak when you need to speak I think that's something really good to remember because a lot of times I don't want to talk about hard things and I don't want to feel like I'm getting in somebody's business and sometimes I just don't think I have the right things to say but if I am mature in God's word then I will know when I am to speak Uh, so I thought that was really good and um, he said the standard is set for us it is the word of God John 7 24 it says judge not according to the appearance but judge righteous judgment these are just really good, easy things to follow because it's God's word that we need to follow. It doesn't have to be complicated. We don't have to have some crazy degree or just feel like we know everything. If we know God's word, we know what God's words are. And then all we need to do is relay that, right? Uh, some of the other notes, it says, we must be true to God and the word of God above our feelings. So... Um, and also he said part of why the wicked are as they are is because they refuse to do judgment and that is true because we know you know when we talk about check your heart and you know look look in your heart look into your life and see like am I doing these things am I struggling 
with these things. The whole point of that is to judge yourself so that you can see like, hey, you know, is there a part in my life that um, does not glorify God? Is there a part in my life that I need to change? And it holds you accountable uh, to the standard, which is God's word. But the wicked don't want to be held accountable. And so they refuse to do judgment in themselves. And so then everything goes. And then it's like, why are you judging me? Because nobody wants to be accountable. So it's important that you have a righteous judgment, but you're judging yourself. The next point he said is determined to be tough. Deuteronomy 117 um, is, you know, don't be afraid of the face of man. I think sometimes I can get caught up in that because... I don't want to have any unpleasantries. I don't like negative things. Everything feels negative. And really, in the big picture, it's it works for the best for that person and to glorify God's name. But, you know, in that moment, I don't like any uncomfortable moments. And so that's something I have to remember. And then uh, he also says, judging righteously says something about your Christ-likeness. If it's truth. If truth is offended or if uh, sin is prevalent, which is the same thing, and that's when you need to confront. And you must be willing to be tough when the situation requires it, but we always need to do so with an eye towards ourselves. Um, we need to do it in humility. In Proverbs 11:2, with the lowly is wisdom. So we cannot be wise and discerning when we're full of pride because then we're not going to be full of God's spirit. We're going to be full of our flesh and um in our own opinion and we're not going to judge the way god wants us to and it, the purpose of judging righteously is to reconcile and bring people closer to the lord by saying like hey you know there's this thing going on in your life and that's contrary to the word of god but you know god says this and and your relationship with him can be restored you know when you do this um and you repent, but we don't want to go through those hard things because it's hard. Romans twelve three. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. I think a lot of times we can get out of touch with people when we start feeling, you know, just so much more spiritual and so much more better uh, that we don't actually come from a humble place and remember that we're dust. Um, so there was also morning sessions, like I mentioned, and the general big room <laughs> where everybody was in the morning session was with Brandon Briscoe and Kenny Morgan. And I think they're going to have a book out maybe next year, which is where they took these principles from. But the book is called A Tale of Two Houses, Leadership Principles from First uh, and Second Samuel. So principle number eight says leaders must make the hard call when necessary. The consequences of not making the hard call are always harder than making the hard call. I can like, oh, I don't know. That's like my whole life story. <laughs> it's not even so much um, with my own life. But when you need to have those hard conversations with somebody, but you're trying to have like your human wisdom and deal with it in the nicest way or just maybe not say anything and then really ends up festering and turning into something not even necessarily in your own heart but it's like just dragging a big backpack full of rocks um, instead of just hey 
this is something we need to talk about so that Satan doesn't get a foothold. Um, or if somebody's got something in their life that displeases the Lord, or if you have an issue with somebody or just whatever the case is, it's if you are not willing uh, to have those hard conversations or to make hard decisions, it's just going to end up harder in the long run. And that's just, that's something for me right there to remember. Um, something else that he said was principle number nine leaders must manage success well Uh, it says the most dangerous season in the life of leaders is when the blessings of god are being poured over their ministry so you need to be honest be humble be hungry be holy i don't know about you guys but for me i feel really close to the lord when i feel broken i wish it wasn't like that (laughs) like i wish it was like i feel close to god all the time and i do feel close to God like you know when I notice his blessings and I see things and I can thank him for these things but when oh man when you've got a brokenness before the Lord and you just feel like you cannot take another step further or you know you are starving to death and you need you need him to to breathe and that's just really hard to uh have that when you you know when everything's going well because then you start being like I have no need for the Lord and maybe you know maybe I'm not like necessarily thinking that or really saying that but in my behavior my actions you know can be that way where it's just like hey everything's cool everything's fine you're not really throwing yourself at the feet of the Lord so I thought that was good and he also said we're not responsible for anyone's success or failure so you know you can't take credit for either one when you're doing it by by God's way uh, it's it's all by God and for God you know so to remember that and then principle number 10 this one was this one was real good for me. It said, leaders must manage failure well. <laughs> I'm like, I do not manage failure well. Because sometimes, you know, I struggle with taking my thoughts captive. And, you know, when you fail, you have all these, maybe you don't, I do, all these voices inside where it's just like, see, you're not good at anything. See, nobody wants you around. See, you mess up everything. You know, you should just stay home and, you know, um, just disappear into the woods. And so, uh, it's, it's good to hear this portion. He also said, um, all leaders are going to succeed and fail in ministry, managing failure. Remember your frame. Psalm 103, 14, it says, uh, we are dust. Remember your father. Um, second Samuel 12, 13 talks about God is merciful. Remember your favor. Second Samuel 12, uh, 24 through 25 says God gives beauty for ashes um, and remember your field if we're still breathing God is not finished and I thought that was just a really good reminder that hey remember your frame your dust <laughs> and but remember your father he's good he's like sovereign he supplies all your needs he's rich in grace and mercy you know um, and just remembering that our pain does produce good things if we're willing to walk through these things it helps shape us it helps us have a deeper understanding and really dependence in the Lord when we're not willing to go through hard things and we're not willing to feel pain we just like constantly run away from it Uh, we just really don't grow at all and we just stay stunted usually isolated from things because we're running away from stuff and that's just not how God designed life to be you know Uh, Jesus suffered and if you look at his disciples you know they went through a lot of stuff but because they were doing meaningful things that um, that mattered uh, 
just we just gotta quit running away from stuff so anyways isaiah 55 verses 8 through 11 it says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways saith the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in the thing thereto i sent it and so that's something for me to remember as well is that you know his word is not going to return void and so if he has tasked me with going to proclaim his name make disciples disciples of all nations then i need to remember like all of that the way the results all the things uh it's that's in his hands i just need to be obedient and trust him then there was daniel renow renew i'm sorry these last names um he had a morning session that was really good too and what he said is what is a disciple in the new testament the phrase my disciples appears in six primary passages that show us four active things of what a disciple of jesus should be doing i thought that's good as disciples we are to abide in christ that's Luke twenty two eleven. Continue in His Word, John eight thirty one. Love one another, John thirteen thirty five. Bear much fruit, John fifteen eight. I like the way that he broke that down. And then he said, discipleship defined. It is important to define what discipleship is early and often. He's talking about planting a disciple making church. Um, but uh, he said, a disciple is a learner, student, and follower of Jesus. Discipleship is a student teacher relationship as evidenced in the life of Christ and Paul. Discipleship is the transfer of life, not simply the transfer of knowledge. It is not a program, but a process. It is not a Bible study, but transformation in Christ. And I thought that was really good because sometimes we can get really wrapped up in just maybe like the curriculum of things or going through lessons or talking about Bible verses or feeling like we're doing a really good thing, um, but not really pouring our life into a person as Jesus did with his disciples to see their closeness with the Lord and their transformation in, in Christ. So anyways, like I said, I'll link the sessions where you can go and watch all of what they taught in detail. Like I said, I really think it's beneficial and valuable um, to go check out. So if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Mm-hmm.